It's another edition of the Erie County Medical Center podcast series, True Care HealthGuest. Here's Bill Klaproth. From chronically ill patients to end-of-life care and legal assistance, ECMC helps patients and families throughout the western New York region manage these often difficult periods of life. And here to talk with us about ECMC Palliative Care, the Conversation Project, and the Legal Assistance Center is Dr. Kathleen Grimm, President of ECMC's Medical Dental Staff and Clinical Assistant Professor of Medicine at the University of Buffalo's Jacobs School of Medicine and Biomedical Sciences. Dr. Grimm, thanks for your time. So let's start with palliative care. Can you first tell us the difference between palliative care and hospice care as there is a difference? Yes, Bill, there there is, and it's often um, misunderstood by many people, including many health professionals. Palliative care is care of patients who are seriously ill, um, and it follows them for the a longer time period, um, often than hospice, because if you are working with a palliative care team, you may also be receiving what is generally thought of as curative care. So you may still be getting chemotherapy. You may still be getting dialysis. You may still be working through the process of trying to understand all the different interventions that are being offered and trying to work with your health team toward decision-making. Palliative care, like hospice care, supports all the needs of the patient, including spiritual, the cultural needs, um, and in our particular institution, legal needs of our patients as they go through their serious illness. So often a palliative care team can follow a patient for two to three years and build a relationship and try to deal with their pain issues, their emotional issues, their the whole person context. Hospice care also addresses all the needs of the patient, but is well understood, I think, as being time-limited. So there must be an absolute prognostic timeline for hospice care to occur, although the joke is that many people graduate from hospice because they do such good care. The difference between palliative care and hospice essentially is that most people to qualify for hospice care move away from curative care. So they move away from chemotherapy and dialysis and those interventions. Both supportive teams may eventually develop goals that are almost mirrored, but palliative care does not move away from curative care as part of the need to have a palliative care team support you. That's very good to know and a good distinction. So let's stick with palliative care. Can you tell us about the ECMC palliative care program? I know you touched on a few things, but give us a more in-depth look at the ECMC program. And thank you, Bill. I I love the fact that you asked and could probably talk about this for a long time. I think the team here is very unique in that it offers more than just uh, physician input into working with a patient and family, because you can well imagine that a patient and family going through serious illness may face many challenges, including a lot of the financial challenges and wanting to understand things like disability, etc. They face emotional difficulty. And many of our population really want to be connected with a spiritual support system. So we are very fortunate here at ECMC that we have a very unique team 
in, I think, in this area in that we have a full-time psychologist on our team who we've trained in communication with us and is a lovely addition to our team. We have a chaplain who volunteers with us. We have physicians and a nurse practitioner. We also have a social worker, which is essential to every team, but he also works in a transitions of care um, methodology, so he can stay in contact with families after they leave the hospital, which is lovely, too. And um, as you mentioned, our what we call our medical legal partnership, which is a legal assistance for people facing legal needs um, or have legal questions as they move through a serious and chronic illness. And I definitely want to learn more about that coming up. But before we get to that, I also want to talk about the Conversation Project. So through palliative care yeah. and hospice care, difficult conversations need to be had. Can you tell us about the Conversation Project, what that is and how it works? I would love to. So um, we were very fortunate, and I, I will maybe blow our horn a little bit. We were very fortunate to be among a very small number of institutions across the country that became part of what was called Conversation Ready Project which was under the umbrella of the Institute for Healthcare Improvement. And through that um, initiative, became very involved with the Conversation Project itself. Simply put, the Conversation Project is, as it may sound, it's about having conversations long before a serious chronic crisis point in an illness may arise. Because the sad part, Bill, is that Many patients and families are faced with making very difficult decisions in a crisis mode. So Conversation Project is about having what they like to call values-based conversations, not asking what medical intervention do you want, but who are you as a person? What's important to you? What matters to you? If you were to be very sick, what would be the important parts of you and your care that you would want your health team to know. And these conversations are meant to be had at the kitchen table with families, with friends, with your with your church, if you'd like, with your pastor, so that people don't have to make very difficult decisions only in crisis mode. It's a national social media campaign. There's a lot of information on the website, conversationproject.org. And what we love about it particularly is there's a toolkit that people can use um, so that it's not just about sitting down and saying, do you want to be resuscitated? It's about what would be important to you? Would it be really important that you know everything about your disease or would you just um, want the doctor to tell you their recommendations? You know, simple questions that families and patients can talk about among themselves. So beneficial, the conversation project. I could see why it's important to have these conversations early. And I also want to turn to legal advice. You mentioned this earlier. Can you tell us about the Legal Assistance Center at ECMC? Yes, we are uh, unique, I believe. Um, We probably haven't written enough about this, but we're, we're fairly unique in our palliative care team that we have a medical legal partnership, which means that an attorney works with our team, um, when we identify or she may identify um, needs that the patient and family may have that are outside of just 
um, let's say, the healthcare team needs. Um, so these may be needs such as disability issues, job issues. We've had our lawyer do very unique things for us and for our patients when patients are struggling to try to get to doctor's appointments but may have limited lease, leases on their vehicles. <laughs> She's actually been able to work to extend the number of miles on their lease and in a very, and this is in one patient that we had, but it was wonderful because this patient could then continue to come for treatment, um, which was a, a barrier. And these are the needs that, you know, in a doctor's office aren't often identified um, by just saying, how you doing? How's the treatment going? Um, these are in the social determinants that really are important in a patient's life and a family's life so that they continue to be connected to the healthcare system and receive the treatment that they would like to tr to get. It's these small details that really make a big difference in a person's life yeah. when you're talking about palliative care and hospice, etc. Dr. Grimm, quickly, if you could share with us, how should a family member or patient inquire about these services? So the nice thing about the current healthcare system in almost the entire country is that there are palliative care teams in most larger hospitals. I think the quote is about 90% of hospitals over 300 beds have a palliative care presence. So if a patient is sick, if a family is struggling with decision-making, if there are emotional and social needs that a patient and family would like to be supported in, they can ask for a palliative care consult while they are in the hospital. It is not the same as asking for hospice. I don't want to mislead people and not say that often people are sick enough that it may lead to a partnership with hospice, and, and that's the reality of being very ill. But I will say for our, our service here, we are, have a very small unit here, and often we end up discharging people from our service and trying to just stay connected to them once they leave the hospital. So it's not just talk about death and dying, but talking about what's important to you, help me to understand what makes your life meaningful, and how do I help share in a decision-making process with you? Such beneficial information. Dr. Grimm, thank you so much for your time today. And for more information on ECMC Palliative Care, the Conversation Project, and or the Legal Assistance Center, please visit ecmc.edu. That's ecmc.edu. This is the True Care HealthCast from Erie County Medical Center. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.